if you are an agency owner trying to figure out how you should prepare for a recession, you're in the right place. This is our second installment of a series focused on helping agency owners prepare their business for a recession. If you have not checked out our first episode around cash and liquidity, how much cash do you need? How do you get more of it? Check that out. Today, we're going to talk about revenue and collections. Once cash and liquidity is secured, your primary goal as an agency owner is to keep money coming in the door. That is not going to be easy for anybody during a recession, but it is going to be especially difficult for some agencies. So let's go through the list of risks that might make it hard for certain agencies and what you can do about those risks if you find yourself in that position. So the first is the kind of revenue that you're collecting, recurring versus episodic. Obviously, recurring is the gold standard and no, and no shit comment. To the extent that you're highly dependent on episodic or project-based cash flow, you're going to feel more of a bumpy ride when a slowdown occurs. And so best case scenario, you've been sitting on obvious opportunities to start collecting recurring revenue in your agency. You go back to your office today and you go ahead and implement those and done. Uh, in all reality, that's probably not most of you. And so if you, if that is not you, there are still things that you can do to add more predictability to your cash flow. The first might be to introduce or baby step your way to a recurring revenue model. So introduce like add-on retainers to your predominantly project work. There's a couple of things. One, it does give you some predictability around the cash flow, but it also keeps you closer to your existing customers. So you're top of mind if they have new problems and you can actively or proactively upsell them on your other services. Another option just in the spirit of getting more predictability is as you're having your annual planning conversations with your customer going into 2023, see if you can lock in some spend or some budgets. In my case, I would happily trade some terms and even within reason, some rate concessions in return for getting more uh, predictability, more certainty to my 2023 cash flow. Just sleep at night factor alone. That's kind of a no brainer. All right, second risk, client concentration. So if you've got concentration, and, and I would define that uh, as greater than 25% of your revenue is coming from one single customer, um, obviously that's a risk outside of a recession, but it's particularly salient if we were to have a recession. In this case, if you find yourself in that position outside of just trying to diversify like I suspect you're already doing, uh, what I would tell you is get very close to that customer, deliver excellent client work, and continue to evaluate the project and the customer health. So again, if I'm you, I'm creating Google Alerts. I'm joining some earnings calls, right? Their success is my success. I'm joining more client meetings than normal. The, the goal here is to get as much information as quickly as possible. And if there's any signs of danger ahead for your clients, then I'm going to start to move through my contingency planning because that might be revenue that I can't rely on. All right. The third risk would be discretionary budgets. So look, in the world of marketing, you know, there's the idea of selling a nice to have or a have to have. Obviously, if you're selling a nice to have, you're, you're selling into discretionary budgets and you're going to be the most vulnerable in a downturn. Now, these are not binary destinations, right? It's not either or. So with a little bit of heads up uh, prior to a potential recession, what I would be doing if I were you is trying to move as far along the spectrum towards have to have territory as humanly possible. So for instance, you might be doing outsourced performance marketing services. And if your client is, let's say, small businesses like a restaurant, that might be a discretionary service for them. And in the event of a recession, that might be an early cost cut. 
But that same service for a much larger client, for instance, might be a have to have. So a large enterprise client who can't afford to turn their marketing engine off. And in fact, has an in-house team they're looking to uh, reduce expenses for. You might be a have to have alternative uh, that looks more like staff augmentation, right? So it's important to realize that not every client is going to experience this recession the same way. And you should lean into the kinds of clients uh, for which your service looks more like a have to have uh, than a nice to have. Okay, so that's revenue. Once we've gone ahead and booked and secured as much of the revenue as we possibly can, the next question is how do we collect this revenue? Now, managing AR is not going to generate incremental cash, and it's not going to take what is otherwise an unprofitable agency and make it a profitable one, but it will help timing. And sometimes when you're trying to make payroll, timing of getting money is all the difference in the world. So here's some risks related to cash collections and how you can mitigate those. The first is aged AR, right? I'm a partner at Upsourced. Uh, and we provide CFO services for marketing agencies over a million dollars in revenue. I'd say the most common question I'm asking our team is, hey guys, do we really think we're going to collect all this over 90 day aged AR? And that question is always rhetorical because no, of course we're not going to collect all of it. But you know, our clients have, they're entrepreneurs, they're optimists. And so they have a higher degree of confidence that they're going to collect this money. And what I would tell you is maybe they will, maybe they won't, doesn't matter. In a downturn, do not count on that money as you're making decisions. Assume it's gone. Always better to have a pleasant surprise if they do pay than what I would say is an inevitable disappointment when they don't pay. Now, that doesn't mean you should do nothing with aged AR. Aged AR. For starters, sometimes this is just a function of like a small, easy to correct mistake. Like I, we don't have the PO or we got the address wrong or something like that, right? So a follow-up is, is, is needed. Um, and if it's not that, there still are a couple other things that you should probably consider doing if you if you are committed to trying to collect this AR. One is just stay on it, right? Be the squeaky wheel. If dollars do free up at that client, you want to be the first in line to collect them. The other being negotiate, right? The, you know, some money now, some money later is a lot better than no money now and no money later. And then finally, consider outsourcing it, right? There's certainly a collections industry for a reason. There's lots of pros and cons to engaging one of those, but it's certainly an option at your disposal if the money is required. Now, this all goes for clients that are previous projects. The work is already done and you've moved on. If you've got HDR for a current client and you're doing active work, there is one additional step that you should follow. And that step is stop. No more work. Pencils down. I can go into a lot more detail about this, but I won't. The bottom line is no money, no work, no exceptions. Okay, so now you might have clients that are not paying at all and they fall into the AJR bucket. You might have others that are paying just really slowly. So the good news there is there are some things that you can do that. There are some things you can do to, to speed these clients up and now's the time to do it. So for example, Procter & Gamble, famously slow payer, just like lots of large companies are. Their stated terms are like 120 days for a new vendor. At my last agency, we got payment in 15 days. Now, how do we do this? Um, that answer is, uh, you know, the, that, the answer to that question requires a lot, uh, you know, a post unto itself. The short answer is um, we negotiated it, right? And there's lots of things you can do to negotiate payments on your terms because the reality is clients are going to pay when it is convenient for them. So you need to give them a reason for that to be when it's convenient for you too. One of the options, offer incentives, right? 
the thing to keep in mind is it's not about how much you give them. It's just about, do you give them a reason? So even something as small as like 2% to pay in 15 days or whatever, is going to create the psychology on their side of, oh my gosh, I'm going to pay more money for this invoice just because what I'm lazy and I don't want to do it right now. I'm not going to do that. They'll pay you. So consider incentives. Another option being uh, auto pay. So especially if you're a re you've got retainer work and sort of a recurring bill, uh, recurring bill cycle, invoicing and payment is a pain for both of you. So just eliminate that. Take that off the table. Collect payment information up front. Bill your or collect the money. Charge the card or the ACH at recurring, uh, predictable intervals, and uh, solve the problem for both sides. And finally. If, if neither of those two things are, are great options, at a minimum, invoice early and often. So best case scenario, you're invoicing all of the work up front. Again, I would even take some small concessions in order to do that. If you're not able to bill all the work up front, at a minimum, bill monthly based on work that's performed. Um, and that'll obviously get some cash rolling in sooner than the end of the project. And it'll also give you an early indication about whether this is going to be a problematic client to collect from or not. So anyways, again, your number one priority is trying to keep cash rolling in the door. You have to position your services as best you can to fit the kinds of clients and the kinds of needs that are going to be true in a recession. And when you do get that money booked, consider the incentives and the options at your disposal to try to align your clients' desires when they, for paying you to your desires for paying you. That's all for this installment. Uh, if you like what you heard, I would say hit the subscribe button. Check us out at upsourceaccounting.com and stay tuned for installment number three for our recession series around managing expenses and contingency planning.